prologue of Starman's Quest. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Starman's Quest by Robert Silverberg. Prologue. The Lexman space drive was only the second most important theoretical accomplishment of the exciting years at the dawn of the space age yet it changed all human history and forever altered the pattern of socio-cultural development on earth yet it was only the second most important discovery the cavour hyperdrive unquestionably would have been held first rank in historical assessment had the cavour hyperdrive ever reached practical use the lexman space drive allows mankind to reach alpha centauri the closest star with habitable planets in approximately four and a half years. The Cavour hyperdrive, if it ever really existed, would have brought Alpha C within virtual instantaneous access. But James Hudson Cavour had been one of those tragic men whose personalities negate the value of their work. A solitary, cantankerous, opinionated individual, a crank in short, he withdrew from humanity to develop the hyperspace drive, announcing at periodic intervals that he was approaching success. A final enigmatic bulletin in the year 2570 indicated to some that Cavour had achieved his goal or was on the verge of achieving it. Others, less sympathetic, interpreted his last message as a madman's wild boast. It made little difference which interpretation was accepted. James Hudson Cavour was never heard from again. A hard core of passionate believers insisted that he had developed a faster-than-light drive, that he had succeeded in giving mankind an instantaneous approach to the stars. But they, like Cavour himself, were laughed down, and the stars remained distant. Distant, but not unreachable, the Lexman space drive saw to that. Lexman and his associates had developed their ionic drive in 2337, after decades of research. It permitted man to approach, but not to exceed, the theoretical limiting velocity of the universe, the speed of light. Ships powered by the Lexman space drive could travel at speeds just slightly less than the top velocity of 186,000 miles per second. For the first time the stars were within man's grasp. The trip was slow, even at such fantastic velocities as the Lexman space drive allowed, it took nine years for a ship to reach even the nearest stars, stop, and return. A distant star, such as Bellatrix, required a journey lasting 250 years each way. But even this was an improvement over the relatively crude space drives then in use, which made a journey from Earth to Pluto last for many months and one to the stars almost unthinkable. The Lexman space drive worked many changes. It gave man the stars. It brought strange creatures to Earth, strange products, strange languages. But one necessary factor was involved in slower-than-light interstellar travel, one which the Cavour drive would have averted, the Fitzgerald contraction. Time aboard the great starships that lanced through the void was contracted. The nine-year trip to Alpha Centaurian back seemed to last only six weeks to the men on the starship, 
thanks to the strange mathematical effects of interstellar travel at high but not infinite speeds. The results were curious, and in some cases, tragic. A crew that had aged only six weeks would return to find that Earth had grown nine years older. Customs had changed. New slang words made language unintelligible. The inevitable development was the rise of a guild of spacers, men who spent their lives flashing between the stars and the suns of the universe, and who had little or nothing to do with the planet-bound Earthers left behind. Spacer and Earther, held apart forever by the inexorable mathematics of the Fitzgerald contraction, came to regard each other with a bitter sort of distaste. The centuries passed, and the changes worked by the coming of the Lexman space-drive became more pronounced. Only a faster-than-light space-drive could break down the ever-widening gulf between Earther and Spacer, and the faster-than-light drive remained as unattainable a dream as it had been in the days of James Hudson Cavour. Sociocultural Dynamics Leonid Hallman, London, 3876 End of Prologue